part of the media ministry of Cornerstone Church. You can listen to this and other messages on our website at www.corner-stone.org or by subscribing to our podcast. Well, I got 13 minutes to do a lot. Uh, you know, in one way we can say, okay, do we really have to have a sermon? Uh, the answer to that, yes. Uh, <laughs> Not because it's a requirement, because I really want to kind of lay the foundation of what we do today. Uh, we can never be reminded enough of uh, a truth that I want to introduce to you. I mean, many of you are already aware of it, but it's one of those things that uh, if we get this wrong, guys, we get the whole foundation of Christianity wrong. And today we're going to talk about uh, Matthew chapter 5. If you've uh, uh, got your Bibles, you can look up here. If you've got your Bibles, Matthew chapter 5. Uh, that's the Sermon on the Mount. So it's Christ talking. If you have a, the red letter edition of the Bible, you'll notice as you open that up, it's red letters because this is what Jesus is saying. And basically, he begins to lay down in this sermon kind of a, a line in the sand. Now, he's talking to a lot of Jewish people. And, and a lot of that Jewish mindset is you go and do. It wasn't that they were not doing people, but because they did things, they thought God gave approval to them. In other words, you worked, you earned your favor with God. Well, the foundation of Christianity is <laughs> there's only one that earned the favor of God, and it was Christ, and he died in our place. It's the whole reason why we can say because he lives, now this happens in our lives. And see, one of the things is we go out and we try to make impact in our community for different things, whether it's I serve, whether it's what we do today, whether you're working in schools or different places, uh, any type of ministry you do, one of the things that if we're not careful gets into our mind is that God is just really, really pleased because we went out and did this, and he's pleased with us. Is God happy that we would go love on community? Yes. Is he pleased with you because you went out and worked in community? No, he's pleased with you because of Jesus Christ. Now, again, that may seem like just you know, a matter that, Bobby, aren't you kind of just mixing words or you know, being particular? No, it's the whole foundation of Christianity. Is he pleased with us staying happy that we go out and, and honor his name and what he's done for us? Yes, but Christianity is something that we are. It is not something that we do. Any more than if you're married here today, that you are a husband or a wife, and that you say, okay, I'm a husband because it's what I do instead of what you are. But here's the whole thing. Once you figure out what you are, that I am a husband, that's who I am, then I do things as a husband. And the Bible even instructs me, love your wife as Christ loved the church, and these other things. Because I am, I go and do. But I don't do in order to become. Does that make sense? Because, guys, as much as that seems like just a play on words, it is the foundation of all Christianity. And if, if it's one of those things, if we mess that up, we have really messed up the gospel. Because what if we go, today we're, we're going to go and there's one um, guy, he's 90 years old. We're going to go to Maurice's house. And what if he's not a Christian and we go in there and he is, he's a deacon in the church and he's been involved in the church and he's a good man of God. But let's say that he wasn't. And we want to go share the gospel with him. And he's 90 years old. Does that mean that he has to live for 90 more years to make up for it? Let's say that if, if, if he did bad. See, that's the trap of the doing part. It puts it all dependent on us and, uh, instead of what Christ has already finished and accomplished in him. Matthew chapter 5. I want you to listen to the words of Christ so that you can say, Okay, Bobby, is this your opinion? Is this the logic that you use? Because you've deduced this in your mind? 
No, let me prove it to you scripturally, okay? Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. You are, you are, not you do, you are the salt of the earth. But if, one, uh, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. Now look at verse 14. You are the light of the world, a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. You are these things. Now he's talking to these people and he said, okay, if you're going to become a believer, you are these things. And then he begins to follow it up with the things that believers do. But he gets the R part, right? And then our first, and then he puts the do part. Guys, to be a Christian, to be, you know, become a Christian and then never live out a life of service and love and servanthood and dedication does not, it's not biblical. But to think that you are a Christian because you went out and you really helped people and you gave to the poor and when they had this charity event, you spent some money and you helped this little girl or this little boy or whatever it is. To think that that makes you right with a holy God, it doesn't work that way. We've got to get this right. And, and, and I'm probably preaching to the choir today. You probably already have this foundation. But it's on a day when you're going to, going to go out and do service, it's so important for us to realize that while God is pleased, I believe very pleased, that we go out and love on a community, do not think that because we do that all of a sudden God says, okay, you're getting heaven. No, there's only one man that did that gained us heaven, and his name was Christ. And so we begin to look at this. We begin to, to see uh, the Greek makes it very emphatic. The you the part there is the central part of uh, this in the Greek language. And so Christ is doing everything to point us to that. Now, what does salt do? It preserves. It purifies. It, it flavors. Back in biblical times, salt was really, really important. In fact, it was so important that people would actually sometimes get paid. Your weekly salary could be payment. As soldiers especially, they would be paid in salt, and then they could barter that and trade that with other things. Have you ever heard the phrase, you're not, he's not worth his salt? It really came from those biblical times. You, you pay, you say, man, he's not worthy of this payment that I'm going to give him. So that's what we're supposed to do, but it does not proceed and make it to who we are. Does that make sense? Once we are in Christ... And once we come to that place where we have trusted him and we put our whole hope on his rightness and his sacrifice to make us right with the holy God, then we go out and what are we to do? We're to preserve, purify, flavor. What does light do? It illuminates. It reveals things. God has called us to do that. In biblical times, they didn't have electricity, so they would light these little lamps. A house would have that. And everybody knows that song. We're not going to sing it because I'm certainly not going to lead it. But, you know, you hide it under a bushel? No, come on, come on. Hide it under a bushel? No, yeah. I remember how we used to sing that back in camp. No. And that's what Jesus said. Look, because you are, this is now what you do. You illuminate. You reveal things because of the light of Christ. As that is foundational hope of the gospel. God is not pleased with us today because of what we do. He's pleased with us because of what Christ has done. And that's now who we are if we've placed faith and trust in that provision of Christ. I want to end with this story. There's a guy that came and spoke to our men's group uh, several years ago. And he is like the second in command at at Southern Seminary. And uh, he's written a whole bunch about uh, 
you know, biblical manhood and everything. And he's, he's got some boys. And he's taught his boys from the very beginning. Okay, this is kind of what biblical manhood is. And one of the things is that he taught them is that biblical man, Christian man, we protect the, protect the ladies of the house. And he was not doing that to be, you know, some kind of male chauvinist or anything. He said, this is just our call. And so he instructed his young, you know, sons to watch out for the sisters. And, you know, you always wonder if the lessons that you're teaching your kids are working or not. He was walking on the second story of his house one day, and he's coming by, and he looks out the window, and across the street, almost kind of like almost across the neighborhood, he sees his daughter. And she's up on this this, uh, particular house, has a big hill. And she was on a big wheel. Remember big wheels? And so she's on the big wheel. And you could tell, you know, different guys were taking their turns. But now the daughter's on there and about to come down this hill. And what they can't see, because there were some trees there, was that there was a car coming. Well, he's got the whole scope. There's a car coming. She's there. He bolts for the door. But he knows there's no way that he's going to get there in time. She starts coming down that hill. By the time he gets out to the house, he runs over there. And uh, he sees that, you know, she's safe and alive. But the son, one of her brother, his son, scraped knees, scraped arms, just bleeding. So well, what happened? What happened? Well, Dad, she started going down, and we saw this car, and then I just ran, and I, I you know, threw myself and, and got my sister off, Dad. So, man, how did you do that? He said, because this is who we are, Dad. And so this is what we do. Can you only imagine that father's both pride and that joy of going, hey, it's sunk in. Because this is who we we are, this is what we go and do. This morning, this is who we are. We're the body of Christ. We're the body of Christ. What a joy to be the body of Christ. And so this is what we do. We're salt. We're light. We go out there and we just love because he first loved us. We do not become Christians because we go out and do Christian things. We are Christians. And because of that joy and because of that impact, of a heart change. It's not a habit, necessarily. That could be religion. It's not a hobby, something we do in our own spirit. It is who we have become because he took out the heart of stone and he put in a heart of flesh. That's our, that's our calling today. That's our command. That's our joy today, that we get to go out there in that kind of hope and serve. All right, let's pray together. And then uh, we've gathered and we're about to go. Father, thank you that you have called us not just to gather. Father, we could be a holy huddle. And Father, we could gather together and we could make much of you and contain it right here in these four walls. But Father, you have called us to go and make disciples. Father, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So Father, thank you that you have called us, yes, to make much of you together as a body, but also to go and be light and salt in this world. Father, we thank you so much that our Christianity, our relationship with you, our salvation is not dependent on how much we do. Father, it should just be this natural flow that comes because of what you've done because of Christ. So, Father, this is who we are now because of you and because of your sacrifice. Help us as we go and do and love on this world and make much of you. We love you and we thank you as we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you for listening today. We hope this message was a blessing to you. 
To learn more about our church or our media ministry, you can visit us online at www.corner-stone.org or find us on Facebook.